from New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be, right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm so happy to be co-hosting today with my very good friend, Robin Boyd. And we're going to be visiting with Kathy Craffy and talking about transitioning dependent elders. We've all had a lot of experience with that. So we're going to have a roundtable today. And Rob, I'm going to toss the microphone over to you so you can introduce our guest. I am thrilled to have another conversation with a good friend of ours, and you have met her before on this show. Uh, We have had many conversations about not only Sandwich Generation, but also about uh, caring for our elders and some of the things that we are experiencing as we ourselves are getting a little bit older. Uh, sometimes the the ability to do all just kind of catches up on us. And we say, wait a minute, I really cannot burn the candle at two ends. I really cannot do it all. And I think sometimes we do find ourselves uh, in that perplexing dilemma when we are caretakers. Um, and we don't have to be caretakers physically in person. Sometimes it means uh, just financial care of our elder. Maybe it just means um, helping to organize housekeeping. We are, because we end up being so busy, sometimes we forget that the dignity that our elders need to feel the dignity that they have been our um, matriarchs or patriarchs all of our lives and now those roles have reversed and it does become a little bit difficult for us to keep that in our minds Um, our days roll by and we have to stop and say wait a minute how are we treating how are we caring how are we engaging those elders who are now whether they like it or not dependent on us now i happen to be an only child the responsibility for my parents care was going to be on my shoulders and fortunately my husband foresaw that even before i did my mother needed care much earlier than i thought i was going to have to provide it my children were still in grade school And it was definitely a family decision how we were going to care for her. Some families, though, have many siblings who need to come together and make a family decision on who can provide what care for those elders. Maybe it's dividing the tasks. One family member might be better at the financial management. One might be better at the all-day or the all-day-to-day care. Possibly it will take someone yet to provide the relief, the in-between care, or maybe it's to be present at all the doctor's appointments. I, I think what I'm trying to say is be mindful of the whole family, but also remember to keep your elder in the conversation. I want to share something from Kathy's blog Um, talking about compassion, she says, compassion is seeing beyond our expectations to the reality of what another human is experiencing. We all want to love our parents tenderly without regret and finding a great source of information or encouragement really helps inspire the right heart attitude. What a lovely concept heart attitude when the unexpected pops up with an elder parent we may share some surprises even some unwelcome ones but we are traveling this road together in sweet fellowship kathy crabby thank you for being our guest today Uh, i am thrilled to have the chance to chat with you it's been a while it's so good to be here robin I, i can't tell you how happy i was when you invited me 
I've been wanting to call you and just pick your brain again. So the timing could not have been more perfect. Hey, Kathy and Robin, I'm just going to jump in right now because now is a really good time to thank our sponsor. And our sponsor today is really powerful, you guys, especially as we talk about transitioning dependent elders in our household. And our sponsor today is StoryWorth. So I want you to check them out at storyworth.com slash powered up. That's storyworth.com slash powered up. Now, just just listen here for a second because this holiday season we want to give a gift to our loved ones that make them feel special and unique just like the relationships we share that's why we are giving everyone we care about StoryWorth. Now, StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. And every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like, What's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or what's the silliest thing you've ever done? I mean, and after one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. And we made one of these with my mom, and I'm so glad we did because after she passed on, we still have these memories preserved in this beautiful book for her grandchildren and generations to come. And reading the weekly stories helps you connect with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. So with StoryWorth, we're giving those we love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. So go to storyworth.com slash powered up and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash powered up to save $10 on your first purchase. Now, you know, Kathy and Robin and, and I have all been caregivers of our dependent elders in our home before they passed on. And Robin, you have some things to share because we all have this in common, as do our listeners. You know, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of commonalities. We have, um, as as many of our audience knows, and as you know, I did care for my mom for over 20, well, almost 20 years, 19 and a half years. You now are a caretaker uh, of your mom. And there are many challenges that do come up in the day. But every day is new. Every day is different. Every day presents something you thought you had under control. <laughs> and all of a sudden, um, another surprise pops up, doesn't it? I'm, I'm learning something new every day. And I'm old enough to think that maybe, like, I always thought I'd be wiser by now. But I thought I had a little wisdom, you know, especially because <laughs> my mother, she loves me so unconditionally and proved it when I was a teenager. But I'll just tell you, every day is new at my house, Robin, right now. And I don't I don't remember, I think last time I talked to you, I knew this was going to happen. But our son came home for the summer, worked hard. And about a month into the summer, he said, Mom and Dad, I want to talk to you about me staying home next fall because I really have missed the last two years with my nieces and nephews. Mm. Of course, those are, yeah, those are our grandkids. So. So my husband was like, I don't know. I think he needs to finish what he started and go back to the school far away that he was at. And, of course, Mom, I was like, no, we need him here. It's good. <laughs> we want him here. And plus he'll marry a Texas girl that way. So I just had motives, okay? <laughs> oh, of course. I know those those mother motives. And we have to sort of say, all right, let's pace ourselves here. Hey, Kathy and Robin, I'm just going to jump in here for a second because I'd really like to thank our sponsor today, you know, and as we talk about self-care and caring for dependent elders, one of the things that I really like is pros. And I want you guys to take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today by going to pros.com slash powered up. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash powered up for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And what I like about this product, you guys, is there's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. And hair care is a big part of our self 
self-care. And a product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. And you know, I have really thin hair and I have a lot of it. And thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. And pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal and it uses natural ingredients with proven results. And pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. Now I have right here my shampoo and it has a bottled on date. It has a best buy date. It has a formula number and a signature fragrance. And what I like in this is because my hair is really frizzy. It has fermented rice water in to help with the smoothing. It has jasmine flower water as an antioxidant and it's got fiber repair with plant collagen, lilac and hyaluronic acid. And these are really cool things you guys because they are made specifically for my hair. And I got this formula because I took their quiz and that's the quiz I was talking about earlier. I want you guys to take your free in-depth hair consultation to get your 15% off your first order today. And pros then will analyze your answers and determine what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of your custom routine. And so together, pros got all my hair care goals covered. So I want you guys to check out pros. That's the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash powered up. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash powered up for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Now we're talking today with Robin and Kathy about transitioning dependent elders. And that's really hard. You guys, we're all part of the sandwich generation of, you know, managing young kids going to school and having elders in our household. And it's really important that we do this with dignity for both ourselves and our parents, but also so that we enjoy it because caregiver burnout's a big deal. We are talking about elders and caring for them, but making sure that our elders are enjoying and appreciating not their independence, but at least that dignity that they need to still feel purpose. They still need to find um, uh, that value. I think so many times because we're caring for somebody, it's very easy to fall back into that sort of maternal role where we're kind of coddling them, we're mothering them, we're uh, scolding them for doing something maybe that we told them already to do and they're not doing. Are you finding sometimes that you do have to stand back and say, I, I need to say it differently to mom than I would have said to my teenage son? Hey girls, before we talk about multi-generational families, I am going to jump in here and I just want to thank our sponsor again because our sponsor today is Pros and there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to hair care and a product that works wonders on your curls might make straight hair limp and greasy and I really like that my super dry hair becomes beautiful and easy to style thanks to Pros and they make custom hair fair effective because it's personal and I want you guys to go and take their quiz today, their hair care quiz, because it's really fun and you get some neat, interesting insight into what can affect your hair. Plus, it makes a custom shampoo for you or a conditioner, like which is I'm going to talk about right now, because Pros gets your hair care goals covered. And right now, you guys, I'm telling you about my conditioner. And my conditioner has an anti-pollution because I live in Los Angeles and it has red algae extract. It also has birch juice for hydration. And then to help me shine up my hair and make it look as pretty as possible, it has apple vinegar and caviar lime. I mean, how good is that? Sounds good enough to eat. And to smooth it down, it uses fermented rice water. And I really like this because I have blonde hair and it has an anti-brassiness agent called butterfly pea flower. I mean, this is so cool, you guys. It's so custom. You even get a batch number, like a formula number, a best by use date, and a signature fragrance. So I want you guys to check out Pros, the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash powered up. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash powered up for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Now we're talking today about transitioning dependent elders in our household and what it's like to have a multi-generational household. 
actually being a multi-generational family has been so fascinating because some of the attitudes have been the same. And <laughs> I, you know, it, I'm really grateful, Robin, because you always come at this with such a beautiful heart. It constantly inspires me. Some of the things that you've shared with me on these other broadcasts. So one thing that I knew going in was I really, because if you'll remember, we did the first show and I, I was coming on for something else. I don't even remember what. And when I found out you'd had a parent with you for 20 years, I wanted your advice. So we, <laughs> I hijacked the show with all my questions, basically. <laughs> but anyway, one of the things about that show I remember is you really emphasized the dignity and beauty of that generational bond. And, mm-hmm. and so when I realized that our son was going to be living with us for at least one semester and Honestly, he's probably going to be gone after Christmas because he's, as soon as he makes the transition, he'll get his own apartment and that'll be the end of that. But this one little four month period of our life is so, so precious to me. I just cannot believe it. And, and I know I, I have the good sense to appreciate it because of some of the conversations we have. So thank you for that. And so I, I don't know. And I think your question had to do with approaching how to talk and how to approach them about different sure. things. Yeah. Well, I also think that there are so many times that um, we can extend those conversations. For example, when my daughter married and moved away, uh, the conversations that they used to have at two o'clock in the morning uh, in the hallway, back and forth to the bathroom or whatever, uh, those continued by mail. And I, I have to say it was wonderful for my daughter and, and her grandmother to have that uh, mail exchange. We forget, because we're in such a t- high technology world, the art of writing a letter. And sometimes my daughter would just find a clip of some awesome shoes that she knew my mother would have adored or uh, she'd find a magazine article that would be kind of fun and she would clip part of it out and just send it to Graham. Um, Those kinds of things are there again, that extension that we need to remember that our elders need. Um, We can talk, uh, we email, we're such a digital age right now that I think reminding our son or our daughter or maybe a cousin, a distant cousin or a neighbor even um, that might have moved away years ago, that uh, that conversation by mail still can give that person such an, a, a lift in a day. It, I remember my mom would just say, did the mail come yet? Anything for me? This tiny little lady, was there anything for me? <laughs> <laughs> and it would make me almost want to run out and just put an envelope out there and put a stamp on it just to make sure she had something. That's so sweet. I actually had a friend send me an email with their mom's address for her Perfect. birthday. And would you please send a, a birthday card? So I know that grandmother got a lot of mail for her birthday that year. Oh, wow. Well, I think, I think for us at our house right now, one of the challenging things has been having both a 20-year-old want independence and an 83-year-old want independence. And so those are different conversations. You, you're so insightful to, to frame the question that way because, for instance, I was thinking the other day, gee, I really want to encourage Mother to write other people letters. It, mm-hmm. It's such a lost art. Writing letters is something that a notes is something we just hardly do anymore. Even thank you notes now come as an email. So right. I want to remember to do that. I was glad, glad you mentioned that. But the tricky thing is in mom's case, well, in my son's case, I'm looking forward to this moment just because I know it'll be very limited and he'll, he's already proven his ability to live elsewhere. So I know that in just a few months he'll be, in an apartment of his own and settled in his new school and wrapping up his college. But mom, on the other hand, is going to go the, the opposite transition. And so that's been a little tricky because I have conversations with William about the future and they have to do with his gaining his independence. But with mom, it's different. It's more about comforting her because she will lose more and more independence as we go along. And that can't be helped. So, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about comforting aged parents? I've I've been doing the best I can, but it is it is challenging. 
I can't go, you know, I want to fix everything for mom, just like I would anybody else in my family, but sure. I can't make her 50. She's in her eighties now. And there's limits that go with that. I think there's a level of honesty that you just have to be willing to approach. And whether you have caretakers helping you or whether you are 90 or 95% that caretaker, I think for me anyway, I had to be very direct with mom. I would say, mom, we need to, um, we need to, change your bed more frequently or we need to change your clothes more frequently or you're not making it to the bathroom and this is uh we have to do things a little differently it's very when you're dealing especially with uh personal hygiene and and personal bathrooming and toileting those are the things that of course are the the least the the this trail bit of dignity that might be left mm-hmm. in a person and now they've lost even that they can't go to the bathroom by themselves anymore so to to that end i think whatever the challenge is you almost have to say here's our circumstance mom how are you going to feel comfortable for me to help you if you're having trouble with x then how can I help you with X rather than coming in and saying, mom, you're not making it to the bathroom. You got to use the the portable commode. I mean, maybe it's, it's just part of how your, how a, an approach to a conversation is, but most importantly, being open and honest and saying, this must make you feel uncomfortable. How can I help you? and and make you feel comfortable and there again it's framing up the 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 topic but keeping them in that decision making process does that seem like it makes sense to you listen i don't know if anyone else is taking notes but i am i've got two action points i can take home this afternoon already (laughs) (laughs) i think how can i help you be more comfortable i mean what a great thing for me just to memorize and use on mom or anyone else and that that is just such a compassionate way to approach other people's distress i love that robin thank you there again you're you you have to keep them in the conversation i think and there again believe me i can be a very dominant person so for me to come in and say you know here's how how we're going to roll um i we have to remember that those elders had been the boss of the family the matriarch of the patriarch of the family they called the shots for 70 75 years and now it's it's almost a depends too i mean sometimes uh, elders kind of creep into a more dependent state whereas sometimes be it a stroke or an accident or or whatever that uh, independence is severely uh, shut off so quickly so each time uh someone has to deal with it it's going to be a little bit different but i think all the way through as my mom progressed in her um cognitive decline it had to be uh we had to keep that conversation open we talked all the time we really talked very openly i love it that you had that kind of conversation with your mom I'm having a few of those. I, I tell you one thing that's been a bit of a shock to me. I had had so many people say, oh, I could never do that. How can you possibly have your mom in your home? And so I was anticipating that it would be, there would be challenges, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I thought being a mom-daughter relationship that the challenge would be in our personalities. Well, that part has been so great. I, can, I mean, it's just been so fun to be with her and to wake up together. And David is just a great companion for both of us and we have our coffee early early in the morning and watch look out the windows and watch the birds and he he reads jesus calling to us a lot of days it's just so sweet i cannot believe how much i love that part i didn't expect that i just i had my i had all these presuppositions based on other people's warnings Mm. and which by the way is not how you approached it it's one reason i like your approach but this, the second part that I did not expect, and you kind of warned me about this, was there are some things that I absolutely have absolutely no control over, and, and I can't mm-hmm. fix them for her. And not that I need to fix everything, but the hard part has been to have her 
um, frustration directed at me and, <laughs> and I can't fix it, you know? And, and I, yeah. know, I know she just is frustrated and I'm, I'm safe. And so learning to speak to her very lovingly instead of, instead of saying, well, ouch, mom, you know, I, I don't have any control over that. That's been the hard part for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that gives you something that you can comfort me on that <laughs> with, but, but that's the hard part is I did not expect to be so, to feel kind of this weight of injustice where I don't have any control over some of this stuff. It is hard to remember that any relationship, uh, when you have those conversations, sometimes our our husbands or our spouses come home and we've they've had a rough day, and you might say the one thing that's all of a sudden going to be that straw that breaks their their tension. They're going to snap at you. They're going to say, "Didn't I tell you this morning that I didn't want to do blah 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 next Saturday night? I thought I told you know you you weren't listening to me." And they kind of go off on their rant. Of course, that hurts your feelings. Well, there are times I think that our parents are going to bark at us. It's part of being family. And I think if our hearts are understanding their circumstance, where they're sitting, where they're coming from, they are frustrated. I remember my mom, who played the piano beautifully, I think I shared this with you once, played the piano beautifully in her day. She tried one day to sit down at the piano, and of course her left side was affected by her stroke, just was so hard for her to play, and she just got so upset she was angry at me for the afternoon she just was barking and then the next day we kind of talked a little bit and said I know how frustrated you you are let's let's put some music on or let's do something that's almost like a compromise if you will uh I don't know if that's always going to help but sometimes we're just going to have to ride the wave and um and know that on the other side I still love you mom I do still love you I love reading your blog, and I want to make sure that everybody else is uh, able to read your blog as well. And I'm going to spell out your last name um, because many may not quite know how. Uh, it is Kathy with a C, C-A-T-H-Y, and the last name is Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo. So KathyCraffy.com. Visit her site because uh, you'll also want to subscribe to uh, her blog as well. And you're on Facebook as well, aren't you, Kathy? I am. And I just sent out last week, I'm doing a series on fear and how it looks in our families. And I am so excited about it because it totally changes the perspective. Instead of seeing your, your, well, the one I'm doing this week is my own personal way of reacting to fear, which is I always want to fight. So <laughs> it's a different way of looking at fear. So instead of seeing that person who's coming at you ready to fight, you see their motive is to try to fix things and make them better. So I hope people will go and look for those video blogs I did just in the last few weeks on fear. I, I think they're transformative. I'm really excited. The more people oh, see them, the better. I just feel like it, those are going to really help people. I think so. I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying them. But it, it truly gives you a pause for thought because uh, I think especially if you are in a bigger family, uh, you tend to uh, forget that you need to face some of those emotions sometimes. Or if you're in a small family like now, it's just my husband and myself that are together Um sometimes the slightest thing is going to be even more excruciating because there's nobody else to bounce off of. Uh, I, I think when there's, when there's a little tension in the house, those are the times that we really need to face what we're dealing with and sort of get it out in the open and resolve it or get beyond it. And that's, that's fear in, in and of itself because sometimes we don't want to have to face it. We wish it would just go, kind of go away. But I think, taking things head on and dealing with it um, whether you're fearful of it or not is going to uh, bring you to a better place on the other side. Yeah. I think one of the things I handled, I think it was this past week in the, in the blog on it's a video blog on fear. And the one that has to do with fl flight or fleeing mm -hmm. could fit, could fit my mother so well and, and, of course, when you have transitions, 
there's tons of fear because everything's different. It's changing and you don't know what to expect and you feel out mm -hmm. of control. And so she's giving away her stuff. I mean, it's been excruciatingly difficult. And I, I've just been so proud of my mom. She's such a hero to me. But it has not been easy for her or for us to transfer. Sure. So, now, has she been giving away her things because she wants to or because she feels obligated to downsize and have to consolidate and have to? Uh, oh, no. She would not give away anything unless she had to. <laughs> she would say things like, our kids call it vintage, which is very kind, and they love it. <laughs> But it is like 50 years old, and it's been in her closet upstairs for 50 years, you know. Oh, I love it. We've had some really great stuff. I mean, I think I may have shared on the other show one of the things we did, because she could not keep a house as big as that house was, and sure. then moved to her little suite at our house. So she, I, we suggested storage at one point, and she did not. One of the things I learned from you about respecting dignity was not to force mother to make any decisions, mm -hmm. but to to lay out as many good options as I could think of and let her choose the one that she liked. Mm. And And I will tell you that I learned was wisdom because in the moments where her fear and her her difficulty making the transition triggered that sense of, you know, frustration and anger and hurt, if if that was coming at me, at least we both knew I had not pushed her into anything. I right. just, I just opened doors for her and let her choose the door she wanted to walk through. So all the process of getting rid of her stuff was really her decision. Now it wasn't easy for her. It, it was so hard. And, and, and for both of us, really, I mean, there were some days it was just the two of us over there looking at things that brought back memories of my dad for both of us. That was very mm. poignant and, and very sad. So I just admire her for all that. I wanted to tell you one quick story about fear because I think it really illustrates how transitions do make us afraid. And so when, in my mom's case, she tends to be a person. She's a peacemaker and always has been. It's one of the things the whole family just loves about her. But peacemakers tend to flee conflict. So whenever she would feel fearful, she would retreat now, if I hadn't, and maybe this is why God gave me this information when he did. I don't know. Like, I was just praying one day, and it popped into my head. Mm -hmm. So I say God gave it to me. Who knows? But but that's my interpretation of that. Anyway, maybe that's why I got the information I needed at the right moment. Because if I had not really analyzed that thoroughly, I would think my mother was abandoning our family or or, or trying to get out of this commitment we've all made to each other. But instead, I recognized that she just needed a break to process what was happening to her. And and the way she does that, some people freeze and don't do anything because they're afraid mm -hmm. they'll make it worse. Some people flee so they can get away from it and process and ponder. And then people like me, we get in there and try to fix it and fight fight to make it better. So mom is, is that person who tends to withdraw. And so... Because I knew that, I didn't take it personally. I mean, it was hard not to, I'll admit, because I'm, I'm her daughter. We have history. But, but basically, that really empowered and gave me confidence to not take it personally and to give her the space she needed. So that was pretty amazing to me, actually. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. But think of the gift that you were given, first of all, because you went through all of those things. You shared those memories. And that actually helped her probably put it in the new perspective it had to be, whether it be physically giving it away, putting it away in storage, or uh, just being in a different environment. Um, that in and of itself, I think, helped you, helped her. But what a lovely way to process it. Um, and and for her to, for you to allow her to have that time to, to, be quiet or to be uh, reserved or to be a little withdrawn. Yeah, that is something I think there again, because we're living in such a fast paced environment and a fast paced culture. We have to remember that they do need that time and it might be a week. It might be a, just an afternoon, but um, they, they need that time. And I think uh, for us to just be willing to let them, 
process in their own time. That's that's something that we might have to learn. But I think you're right. Once once you've uh, allowed that, it is an epiphany because it really does. Then whatever's on the other side is going to be all the better. It is so hard, though, isn't it? It is so hard. I tell you one other benefit of that: knowing that mom tends to flee. Mm. One of the things that we, one of the conversations we needed to have with her was, and this is probably strange for some people to even imagine, but she, you know, we think it's a blessing and we all want to be well provided for when our spouse passes away or when we find ourselves in retirement years as a single woman or whatever, as a widow or single gal or whatever, we, we hope that we have the resources we need. And my, my mother really does have that. So in a way, that can also be not a blessing because I'm really concerned that she'll just up and buy a house, a little cottage somewhere away from us, <laughs> you know, and she's yeah. enough, she might do it. So we needed to have a pretty hard, like difficult conversation with her about not fleeing, but to please patiently wait for all the processes to be in place before she made any crucial decisions. And and I think after we had openly talked to her about how what a blessing it was to have her in our home and how concerned we were that if she did move, we would, you know, we wanted to be sure we had the right support in place. I appreciate you mentioning care.com because as you, and you know, cause you're so mm. sympathetic to this, it's so important to have those resources available. You, you just cannot do it all yourself. So. Anyway, we and have- that's abs- yeah, that's absolutely true, and we've talked about that a number of times. Even if it means you just getting uh, to go to church, uh, that yeah. for me, going to church, I had an hour. I that was my time. That was my uh, prayer time. My uh, my rejuvenation time. Um, yeah, you've you've got to find some support, and in, in it might be different for everybody. So. I love it that church was where you retreated to. Robin, mm-hmm. I love that about you. People <laughs> complain about church all the time, and I feel that way, too. We we go to such a tiny, small church. It's multi-generational again, and I find great comfort in that, and I'm really grateful for it. It's not perfect. I mean, there's imperfect people there, but they love me and my imperfections, so we're really comfortable with that. <laughs> Oh, I remember too. We had uh, her a caretaker coming in for her, and uh, she kept saying, "Oh, we don't need that. Oh, we don't need that." And I said, "Well, you know what? Yes, we do, Mom. And you know what? Not only do you need it, but I need it." And I had to be honest with her because it meant that I could go to the grocery store. It meant that I could go downstairs and make a phone call without worrying about the buzzer going off because she needed me. You know, there if she she had a need, she'd I had this little buzzer that we like a doorbell that we kept in the house and so if I was downstairs doing laundry or uh or whatever but you know sometimes you have to call the insurance company sometimes you have to call the doctor's office you know or whatever and uh to not be interrupted for that one hour that the caretaker was here with her um that that was my gift (laughs) so Well, it's been so interesting because times are changing. And, of course, you and I have our foot in both centuries. (laughs) Mom is still paying all her bills with checks. And so my brother, I'm so grateful to have the siblings I have because we're a great team. And he's just taking the financial piece. He and uh, his wife are very responsible and really great at it. And they're both real tech savvy. So he's paying a lot of her bills online now and taking that off of our back. So I don't even have to think about it. But mom cannot adjust. And so that's been interesting because she keeps trying to pay her bills even after they're paid. <laughs> She's like to send everybody a check. And my brother and I are like, no, mom, really, it's paid. It's really okay. Oh, that's but fun. I know. But I can you, imagine that's confusing. You know what's good, though? Because she has to put the mail in your mailbox, right? Yes. Well, you know what? Let her write as many checks as she wants because you can go and take them out of the mailbox. 
<laughs> and take care of the bills that need to be taken the right way. You know, that that was a, that, that sometimes not the fights that you want to battle. You just let her write the check. It's just a piece of paper. <laughs> I, I love that idea. And I actually told my brother I'd get the mail first. And I cannot get the mail before her. She is oh, really she's a so careful. <laughs> Sometimes if your elder is um, physically uh, impaired, of course, it's that faces some challenges, but that also gives you the ability to delicately be able to control some things without them even knowing it. As I was saying, I uh, would be the one to have to go to the mailbox. So if she wrote a check wrong or she wrote it for $350 instead of $35, at least I could kind of uh intercede that and and be able to correct it or if she was heading out to the bathroom uh or the kitchen i could i could definitely uh take care of things out there before she even got there but i think one of the things that we have to be, remember especially if someone is experiencing more of a cognitive decline we're not always going to get through. We're not always going to get them to understand what we're trying to say and being allowing ourselves to let it be. Let them, th- of course, we don't want to lie to them. We don't want to sway them into something that's wrong. But if the, if the pot is green and they say it's blue, well, then let them think that the pot is blue because it's um, not worth that argument. It's just like with children, you pick your battles and you decide this is not worth the energy or effort and it's not worth being making everything else in the day unhappy. Um, I think sometimes when their limitations are becoming more apparent, you have to allow the limitations to be. And then if it means that you kind of pick up pieces on the back end, so be it. Yeah, I I think one of the things that you mentioned to me early was to look for ways to preserve mom's dignity, even as mm-hmm. as transitions happened and and maybe some of her abilities began to decline. And and really, she's she's so amazing that we haven't seen much of this, but we've seen a, some of the things are challenging, like the way people pay bills now. Mm-hmm. But but her. For instance, one of the things I noticed right away is she, if I, if I stay out of her way, she will have my dishwasher emptied before I can even get to it. And oh my gosh, I know. So I'm just so happy about that. So I, I don't think I've unloaded a dishwasher since she moved in. <laughs> and it just keeps getting better. And so, like last night at about ten o'clock, we're we were already settling in. Like we we're about to turn off the TV and. I hear her in there. She's emptying the dishwasher for the second time since dinner, like dinner time, you know, getting ready for dinner. It ran and then it ran after dinner. And, and I said, mom, you know, you don't have to work as hard, but I, I really appreciated it. And I, I probably would not have been as comfortable with that, except you did tell me to watch for things that she could contribute and really be grateful for them and just praise her and appreciate Perfect. that. And so that, that's been so great. I wanted to tell you this is funny to me. So, you know, my, my kitchen's pretty small and it's not huge. And we empty the dishwasher. And so instead of having a lot of cabinets, I just kind of wanted a lot of open space. So some of my stuff is kind of stacked on itself in, in the different cabinets. Well, she can't quite figure out my system because there really isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll leave that bowl or two on the cabinet every time on the counter. And she'll say to me, I just didn't know where that went. And I thought, this is distressing her because she needs for it to have a place and it really doesn't have a place. So, <laughs> so I started saying, Bob, this, we have such a good system. We have, we're such a good team. Every time you leave something on the counter and I put it away, I know where it is. It's, this is really working. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so she's kind of accepted that. And actually, I think my husband feels better about life now too because he doesn't have to know where things go either. Oh, gosh, how fun. I know. So that's working great. I, I do, love it. I do have a question for you. I, I know we're, we're going to run out of time before I can ask everything, but she's working so hard on that note that I did want to ask you if you could help me brainstorm for things that are fun to do, ways to play when you're aging. I, you know, I don't quite know what to do. Like, what fun things did you do with your mom that turned out to be 
age appropriate, I guess, is what I'm asking. Well, sometimes it, it's funny because that uh, we had kind of made a note to talk a little about uh, about play uh, in in our last segment. I think some of the things that was were fun for us. It, she loved her crossword puzzles, so we oh. would kind of try and do that together. Um, she would come up on one, and I wouldn't be sure of it, and I'd have to go and look it up, or or we'd have to figure it out, and we would kind of do those together. Or sometimes we would watch Wheel of Fortune together, and I would. Uh, she was she was pretty good at, uh, except right at the very end, it was harder for her. But she was pretty good at finding some of those uh, those word jumbles, and and we would kind of have fun with those kinds of things. Anything that was sort of. Um, uh, like a puzzle or it made her think or had her come up with more vocabulary or uh, sometimes it was music. I would say, what's that song? And it, I'd sing a little bit of it or I'd try and play it myself on the piano and she'd say, oh, I remember that song, blah, blah, blah. That was, uh, you know, Steve Allen's theme song or whatever. You know, it would be something yeah. out of the past. And even if I knew the answer, I would always kind of pretend I didn't uh, because I would want to help her recall. Um, and, of course, their their distant recall was far better than their immediate recall. Um, so something that happened in 1940 is going to be something that they'll be able to pull up a lot easier than something that happened two days ago. I'm going to start thinking about this and working on it, but I'm I'm definitely going to start thinking about music because my dad loved music. Mm. I, bet, I bet my mom would respond well to, maybe I can find some old iTunes, you know, the old albums from there right. on iTunes. Well, sometimes too, and you're right, something on iTunes, but uh, mom loved big bands. Uh, she she knew every big band. Gene Krupa, for example, we found a, a DVD that was about Gene Krupa, and we would watch that together. And uh, then she'd start telling me stories about she'd be in Boston and have done something or, or you know, taking the train home. And um, there would always be something that I would ask as far as, you know, do you remember what it, you know, what what was your favorite uh, dress to wear or whatever you know things things like that because it would help her remember the fond things that she experienced and I don't know that was always something that helped us it it, it was always good to do that recollection and maybe then I could find a, a a picture of it or you know and she'd say yes yes I'd find it online and she'd say that's exactly it look at those shoulder pads that was just uh-huh. like the coat I had with my you know blah 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 <laughs> uh, I love that that is so sweet Mm. Well, we've had so many moments like that. I I have a coat hanging in my closet right now that it's not a fur coat, but it's a beautiful kind of soft cut wool. And it must have been fancy because her name is monogrammed in it, if you can imagine. Oh, in the lining. Lovely. Yes. What a, what a fancy piece of work there. And I got it. I think she was pregnant with me when she received it from my dad. And so I just cherish it, even if it is, it fits me great, even if it is a maternity coat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, that was a swing coat. That was popular in the 40s, a swing coat. (laughs) It doesn't have to be maternity. (laughs) We're going to call it swing. Well, anyway, I think it's vintage, too, by the way. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, isn't it true, too? I think the young, what is vintage truly is fun to kind of pull out of the archives and and be able to share whether it be a hairstyle or whether it be oh my gosh you know how her talking about how she would have her hair up in rags and um all those things yeah yeah I love those stories I do I just I just press her for them it's harder for mom to talk now because of her strokes her sure she's thinking but she has a harder time putting her words into the right order and sentence and what I think too is kind of neat is is to start like a family like a memory book or whatever because even though you're not um you're prompting her to help her to remember joyful things 
pre- by giving the premise of a family memory book, uh, you're actually jotting it down and maybe you could put clippings together and it gives her purpose to kind of sit down and think of some more things. I have a friend who uh, created a book called a reminder book. And at some point in time, I'd love to share that with you. It's like a flip card. Um, What's nice about it is it had little affirmations. Think of a deck of index cards and it had a little spiral on it. And each page was just a card and it had one little affirmation in it. It might be, um, I am in a safe place. I know my family cares about me. Uh, It might be the next page was, I have three uh, daughters and one of them lives with me and two of them live in in North Dakota. Uh, And then maybe the next page would be a picture. But by these affirmations and these little memory books, it gives something for them to hold. And then when they are in a more somber mode, they might want to just pick up this memory book and be able to flip through at their leisure. It's a little smaller and maybe a little more purposeful than just a scrapbook because you can slip in all these little affirmations or remember when Uncle Charlie had the hiccups for three days or, you know, I mean, it could just be something as silly as that. I love that. I, I'm yeah. many, I'm sitting here writing all this that you just mentioned down. Yeah, That's- I'll have to. I'm going to, in another show, I'm going to need to uh, uh, give you the name of, of my friend. And I just, her name is just escaping me right at this moment. But it's called The Reminder Book. But that would be something that I would definitely uh, do with your mom. Because uh, especially if she's having more uh, verbal challenges, this is something for her to do tact, uh, more kinesthetic and tactile things. And Kathy, we've come to the end of another show. This <laughs> is for you. Next time I want to talk about boundaries with other parts of the family. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because isn't that true? I can remember my daughter coming home at 2 a.m. And, and yeah, I can remember those days. <laughs> we definitely need to. I want to make sure that I repeat your website, my dear Kathy, with a C, C-A-T-H-Y, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo, KathyCraffy.com. Everybody, please visit her, sign up for her blog, read the wonderful, cherishing um, stories that she has to share with you. What a lot to think about. Thanks so much, Kathy, for being with us today. Yes, it was my pleasure. Thank you. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. 